0: Hi guys, it's Jill, and welcome to the first official episode of the Jet Rail Podcast. I hope that you guys are excited, having a good day so far. For me, it is 8.20 in the morning because I didn't have time to record this before it was supposed to go up. So I'm going to get it up today, you betcha. But uh, it's just not going to be um, on time because usually I like to have them up by 8 a.m., but it's fine, you know, we do what we can. So, <laughs> first episode, and we're late. Bad first impression, I apologize, but I got this. So, anyway, let's jump into it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Guys, I am so excited to finally be doing this again. I miss it so much. I love podcasting. I have loved podcasts for many, many years and wanted to do my own for so long. And I'm so glad that I am able to be doing it again, um, which, you know, may not seem obvious to everyone since this podcast is going to be up a few hours late. However, uh, you know, I decided to start my podcast the same week that I am starting back my final semester of college, so things are a smidgen messy at the moment, but um, I did want to um, use the first episode as kind of an explanation to everyone, Um, uh, featuring Wally, who's meowing. (laughs) Um... But, uh, yeah, a lot of you have probably seen the video on YouTube, um, where I discussed why I sort of, uh, blanked out of social media for a bit, um, but I kind of wanted to give you guys a more in-depth explanation and, uh, dive into some topics as a result that I'm sure everyone can relate to. So, um, yeah, I don't really know exactly when it all started, but, um, I just know that this summer is when things started getting a little bit, um, I don't know. I just kind of started losing the sparkle in everything. Um, I didn't really want to be filming YouTube videos anymore. It was getting, um, to the point where it was starting to feel like a job, but since it was over the summer, you know, I was, I was still able to sit down and edit and I didn't have anything else to do. And then, um... As the semester started, everything was fine, and then it got a little harder, and then personal life also played a role, and then it was just the last thing I wanted to do. Um, it, uh, I, it's there's so many things that happened, and it's just it's difficult to know where to begin. But I mean, essentially, life just kind of took over, you know. I I was posting on Instagram every day since. 2013, and I got my start on my Jet or I mean Jill Heartthrob account. You can still find it. It's Jill underscore Heartthrob with one T because that was my horse's show name at the time, Bo. Um, and uh, I started on that and was just, you know, loving social media posting about my horses and my journey and connecting with you guys and, you know, different riders from around the world and just sharing the love of ponies, you know, and, um, that started not being the central focus of Instagram, and I don't want to sound like a jaded influencer, but, um, everything just sort of became about, like, likes, who's rearing, and who can do the coolest tricks, who can jump the highest, who has the nicest equipment, and it was less about the community, I think, and, um, I don't know. It just, it started to feel insincere and, uh, especially for my end, I just felt like I wasn't, I wasn't being, uh, real anymore. It's just, just like, let's just talk about all the nice things and dance on eggshells. And I have never been that person. <laughs> and, um, I've always been one to speak my mind, uh, for better or for worse. And so, uh, that I didn't, I don't know. It just, it kind of turned me off from it. And uh, YouTube was the same way. Um, it's just a lot of effort and I mean sure a lot of people are like oh it's just a video you just film and upload uh, but it's um at minimum two hours filming usually unless it's like a compilation video in which case you get that over like a week or a month and um, the footage I mean <clears throat> and then like editing is just ridiculous. I mean it can, it's always taken me minimum an hour um but if it's like a 10 minute video sometimes it can take up to like two to four hours of uh, I mean and that's just like oh, sorry I'm still waking up <laughs> that's like um that's like a you know just a talking video but like editing to music or a vlog I mean those can take forever to edit and um I mean I've spent 10 hours on a video and like I just the the output isn't worth it to me anymore. You know, I don't, it's not a creative outlet anymore. And, um, you know, people just aren't enjoying them the same way that they used to. And that's, that's totally fine. Like, I'm not (laughs) like gonna gonna cry about it. it. It, it does feel kind of like it's time to move on, which is another interesting thing, um, that a lot of stuff has changed for me. And it's, it's really difficult to confront that change that like, The way I feel about social media now is it's genuine and I can't discredit that, but it does feel like I'm losing a part of myself. Like that is something that I've done for, I mean, I guess it's been seven years nearly. That's crazy. Ooh, six, it's six and then some, yeah, if my math is correct. But yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, that's a huge part of who I am and what I've been doing for so long and to just be done is it's really difficult to be like, yeah, okay, I guess we're just going to do that now. Um, so, I mean, as much as the people that still really looked forward to my content and liked it, um, it, it hurts me too. (laughs) Trust me. I don't like that. I'm just like, but I just, I can't force myself to do something that I don't love anymore. Um, and you know, also there's the fact that it, Became more about pleasing people and what everyone wanted to see, or trying to educate everyone, or you know, I just became a thesaurus for free, um, or a training manual for something that I was still trying to learn. It's just it's too much, you know. I, I like I can't be responsible for all of that, and um, there are people out there who um, have the ability to do that and are extremely talented and it it's just not me, you know? Um I I have decided that um I'll probably still post on jet equithery whenever I feel like it, <laughs> which sounds just like so bratty. But um I, I just I don't know, I want to share what I'm doing with my horse when I want to, and I know that sounds super privileged, but like I it social media is a hobby, like it, it became a job and I know that a lot of people got invested in us but it it's draining me and I I can't do it anymore without it having negative impacts on my um happiness and you know I just I just want to share when I want to share you know I just want to post about my horse when I freaking feel like it I don't have to stress about editing a picture making it perfect making sure I have all the right hashtags and making sure it's formatted correctly and like it's just I don't I don't care anymore you know and um it's just it's superficial and stupid and I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> and um like I just want to pose about my pony and I want to enjoy her without um being scrutinized anymore you know and uh it took me a long time to get to this point like don't get me wrong I've developed a fairly thick skin um when it comes to my training and people's opinions and whatnot. And I've usually been pretty respected in that regard, which is incredible for the internet. But I just, I don't really want to, um, you know, just keep having people's opinions and input on my training. I don't want to. I just want to enjoy my horse. Um, I'm not serious about competing anymore. And, um, you know, it's... I just want to enjoy my relationship with Zoe, you know, I mean, she's my best friend. She's, I've been with her for, um, going on six years and she's just, she is the light of my life and I just, I want to, you know, play with her, enjoy her and, um, without just, you know, running her into the ground competing or, um overanalyzing and stressing out about making sure that I'm only using positive reinforcement because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love positive reinforcement training and that is what I'm going to continue to do with Zoe. I want to continue to learn about it and, um, make it my craft and get good at it, but, um, I got very wrapped up and that is all you can do, um, to the point where I was like, I don't know if I can lead her out of the paddock (laughs) without, um, using pressure and is that wrong and I just um needed a bit to sit down and consider my um ethical perspective on it. But um oh my god. So sorry everyone. I'm not awake and I'm not cutting it out because this is a podcast and you're allowed to do that on podcasts. Um that's the other thing about YouTube. You just you can't be a human. No yawning, no ums, no pauses. Um at least on podcasts I mean, I guess you can on YouTube videos, too, but on podcasts, you can listen on two-time speed, so if I'm talking too slowly for you, there's, like, a little button where you can speed me up. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Outside of my uh, perspective shift on social media, there was a lot that happened last year, a lot of things that, um, you know, I'd never really been through, and um, I kind of want to share with you guys um, because I know that a lot of people go through the similar... The similar, <laughs> they go through the similar, um, but yeah, so, um, you know, a, a lot of you know that over the past, um, year or so, I was in a long relationship, and I want to preface this by saying, uh, I wish no ill will on this person, and I don't want anybody to attack them or, um, anything. I wish them the best, but, um, it didn't work and um a lot of toxicity was there and i think it was just personality clash and um maturity issues on both ends it was just it was difficult to um you know keep keep a perspective about things and um we broke up several times and it just it i mean it's your typical young adult relationship um and It just, it was hard for me to let go of. And then it finally um, came to an end around August. And it was, um, those few months for me after were absolutely crucial, paramount, pivotal, (laughs) whatever word you want to use. It finally all ended. It was back and forth for over a year And it just, it took a huge toll on me emotionally, and I'm sure it did on him too. Um, And it was just just a lot, (laughs) a lot, a lot, a lot for both of us. And um, I think we're both better out of it. And uh, like I said, I don't wish them any ill will. And I would sincerely appreciate it if nobody would, like, go (laughs) be a jerk um, on his page if you know who I'm talking about or still follow him. Like, it, it doesn't matter anymore, honestly. Um, but after that, I did, um, a lot of, um, reflecting. And, um, a lot of you may know, um, that I have a therapist. If you didn't know that, please don't judge me. Um, I think that we're finally in a time in our society, not to sound like the wise old lady, um, where therapy isn't so frowned upon, um, And it's not weird to have a therapist, but also it is the career field that I'm going into and uh, I would like to have experienced it (laughs) before I just go in and I'm like, okay, now I'm therapist. Um, But I started going over a year ago um, because of that relationship. (laughs) I was like, I need to get some perspective on this. And, you know, I just, I wasn't happy. And so I started going to therapy because I wanted some help. And um, then I it wasn't a matter of being told uh what I didn't want to hear but I was realizing that um I needed to get out of that relationship for um both of our sakes and I didn't want to so I stopped going and um then after that relationship ended I was in a horrible horrible place mentally and um I mean it wasn't the point where it was like dangerous to me or anything like that but I just I really was not um super happy with where I was at and um uh, so I started going back and um my therapist was very happy to see me she was like I'm glad you're okay and uh you made a decision in your best interest and um I go once a week, and uh, it is the most helpful thing. Um, Even when I'm not dealing with a problem, it's kind of nice just to, like, shoot the shit, you know? (laughs) Um, And I just really appreciate having that third party. And um, my therapist is, like, the most intelligent, smartest freaking individual that I've ever met in my entire life. And um, (laughs) she's just an absolute absolute asset in my life and an incredible mentor. So, um, it's just, it's really nice to be able to work through all of that, um, out loud. And I'm not the only one dealing with it. You know, um, I have somebody helping me who actually knows what they're doing. And, um, it also like is, helps me understand concepts I'm learning in college and whatnot. So it it all fits together beautifully. Um, but, um, yeah, so, So around, uh, what month comes August, September? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, it's still 840. It's early. I don't normally get up before, uh, noon, which has also been a recent development. I used to get up at 7am every single day and, uh, over the past semester I wasn't waking up before 11 and, uh, that's been super weird and, uh, blended itself to being unproductive. So, um, trying to get up earlier, hence today. Um, even though I'm still late, sorry, but I'm being productive, God. (laughs) Like, um, anyway, so, um, I started, um, uh, I totally forgot what I was talking about, but I know I wanted to talk about this. Around, uh, September, I started, um, becoming super, super depressed. I think I'm pretty sure I was depressed before then, but, because I knew, um, everything wasn't, how it should be. And I started, um, getting really depressed and depression is something I, I don't know that I've dealt with my whole life, but it definitely started, um, in like middle school when I was 14. Um, and so I, and I don't use that word lightly. It's not just like, Oh, I was sad for a little bit, you know? I mean, I definitely was grieving the loss of, um, a really powerful relationship. Um, but I was definitely depressed. I recognize it. I know what it feels like. I know the signs and the thoughts that come along with it. Um, and it was really hard for me. And, um, you know, I talked about it uh, briefly on my YouTube, and somebody commented, you know, as they will, and were like, You make it sound so easy, and like depression's a good thing, and blah, blah, blah. And I apologize for (laughs) giving that impression, but, um, I do try to maintain a positive perspective. Um, and I I know that sounds like if you've dealt with depression, you know, that's the most ironic statement anyone could have ever said. Um, but, um, I know that when I'm in that space, uh, that head space, that it's like, it's, it'll pass. It always does. And, um, I don't know when I really acknowledged that, but when I was younger, I didn't think I had any control over it and it was just like, I'm stuck, I'm a victim, I can't do this and um, I can only speak about my experience with it, I can't speak on anybody else's, but um, for me at least, I know I can just, if I can just keep my head above water, even if it's just barely, um, then I'm gonna be fine and I just have to keep pushing, and um, eventually it'll go away, Um, and it's not anything that I take lightly. I don't think that depression is necessarily a good thing, but I think it can be um, if you use it, Um, but it's extremely, extremely hard to do, and there's no way I would have been able to without um, the guidance of my uh, therapist. Um, She um, had me looking at it like it was my body and mind's way of telling me that um something's not right I'm you know my life isn't how I want it to be I'm not happy I'm not satisfied I don't like any of the things that are happening and something has to change and so what I started doing was pushing myself um you know out of my comfort zone because um if you've ever dealt with depression um I'm sure some people have experienced this, um, you just kind of get numb to everything, and um, the way I experience it isn't necessarily like I can't get out of bed, it's more I don't like really have any drive or anything that I want to do, um, but I don't get stuck at least, um, and I'm not, don't assume that I'm knocking anybody who does, it's just that's not how I experience it. and I forced myself to get up and go do things. And since I didn't particularly care, I wasn't, um, nervous about any of the things that I did. Um, I mean, I went to a few parties, which I never would have done ever. Um, and I had a great time, even though it felt like there was this dark cloud hovering over me the whole time I was doing it. You know, I, I met a bunch of different people, I socialized, I got out there, I put myself in circumstances that I'd never ever dreamed I would be in, because I just decided those were things I couldn't do, instead of, um, you know, practicing at them, because like, you know, this is a Theme that comes up often in um, my counseling sessions uh, is like, why would I be comfortable in a setting like that if I've never done it before? (laughs) Like, duh, of course I'm gonna be uncomfortable going on first dates or uncomfortable going out to parties if I've never done those things before. Like, duh, Gil, hello. Um, Instead of just writing myself off as like socially anxious or anything like that, um, it was more a matter of like, giving the power back to myself and being like, you know, actually, I think I'm going to go try that, especially since I was in a, a pretty dark headspace. And I was like, I don't really care about anything. I guess I'll just go do that and see what happens. And uh, through that, I realized that I can do a lot of things. I can go out to parties. I can go on dates. I can meet new people. I can handle those interactions and stuff. And I got really good at it. And um, it was just incredible and eye-opening. It's kind of like... um Some people, if they have performance anxiety, will take, um, an anxiety medic or an anxiolytic, I believe. I always get confused if an anxiolytic is the one that kills anxiety or the one that enhances it. (laughs) Uh, I took a psychopharmacology class last semester and I still don't know. Um, anyway, um... But then after you, uh, if you take the pill and it helps you not get anxious and it helps you perform the task, then the next time you might not need it because you've learned that you can do it. You can handle it. So if the anxiety happens, you still know that you can do the thing and then gradually you get less and less anxious about it. At least that's my theory or my take on it. That's what's worked for me in the past. Um, but, uh, anyway... So uh, I just, I got to jump over a lot of mental hurdles and it, it felt really, really good. And, um, <laughs> I actually went on, um, nine dates, nine, 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 and, um, <laughs> over those few months and, uh, they were all ridiculous and it was, it was just a blast. I ha, I have so many stupid stories And, um, the whole time I was just like laughing and like, what am I doing? And, but not in a way that was like, I'm disappointed in myself. It was just like, this is, this is uncharted territory and this is something I've never done before. But I, I was, I learned a lot about myself and, um, one of the biggest things that I took away was, um, what I want out of a relationship and what I don't want and, um, I was able to be picky because I wasn't particularly interested, like, or really invested. Cause I mean, it's a first day, like you don't have to be in love with them right off the bat. Um, and I wasn't, <laughs> and, um, so, you know, I just, I went and I talked to people and I learned what I liked about them and what I didn't like about them and what I was looking for. And I think one of the biggest things that I realized is a lot of people go into relationships without ever, with, um getting ahead of myself without ever have um sat down and really considered what they want and out of out of life what they want for themselves what would make them happy what does make them happy and that's a lot of what therapy is is just helping me you know verbalize what it is that I want and then um manifesting it and I don't want to get all woo woo on everybody but <laughs> um I mean if you know what you want uh, I mean, there's the potential for you to attract it if you believe in that sort of thing or um, at least be aware of it. You know, like um, this is the only example I can come up with right now. You know, like when you have a boyfriend and then you break up with them and then suddenly every car you see is the same make and model as their car. That's kind of what it's like. If you know what you're looking for, then you'll find it. And, um, you know, I had a talk with a friend who is also in a toxic relationship and she was like, I'm just not happy anymore, dude. And I was like, I was like, I will support you regardless of what you want to do. But if you're not happy, then I'm not supporting it anymore. Okay. So like, let's, let's consider what, what would make you happy? What do you want? And she was like, you know, I, I just want somebody who makes me laugh and I want somebody who is fun to be around. And she was like, I don't think I've ever met a funny guy. And I was like, I think you have, you just haven't realized that that's what you were looking for. And so you didn't pay attention to it. And then she started thinking about it and she was like, I guess, yeah, that is true. I mean, and then now she's dating an incredibly funny guy. And, um, so I mean, it's, it's weird how the things work, but I, I think it's really, really important to be aware of what you want, not to like set goals and be like, I have to have these super high expectations met of people. I mean, people are flawed inherently, but, um, if you don't know what you want out of another person, um, it's just, it's going to be a big gray mess because you're going to learn those things in a relationship and that just leads to the potential for more hurt. And I'm not saying you have to go into it with a checklist and, you know, be anal retentive about it, but, um, you can just be aware, like, these are things that I want out of a partner. I want somebody who's supportive, who's caring and, um, who accepts me for me. Like, let's be real here. I am not an easy person to deal with. I don't know what (laughs) everyone's perception of me is, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of, um, my followers see me a certain way that isn't necessarily true. And I do want to, um, open up more about a lot of that. And like, I don't know what, like, Like something, for instance, I swear a lot (laughs) in my everyday life. Like I, like me as a person and the people I'm around, we have a wonderful time saying lots of bad words, but on the internet, I never have because, you know, I started it when I was young and, um, my parents are, um, very religious and, um, are, you know, old fashioned and, uh, proper. And there is nothing wrong with that at all, but that's just not who I am. You know, I am, uh, ADHD (laughs) and all over the place and, um, say whatever pops into my mind. And I kind of like it. Like, I like that so much more. I feel so much freer being able to accept that and, um, just being my own person, you know, I don't, have to be exactly like my family. And I love them with all my heart. But that is something that I have realized as I've gotten older is I'm allowed to be who I want to be. I don't have to be what everyone wants me to be. And, you know, online, everyone wanted me to be this perfect eventer who doesn't swear, who loves her thoroughbreds, and, um, you know, is... Just whatever. And I never talked about religion or politics or anything like that because I didn't want to make anybody mad um, at the cost of, you know, <laughs> me, you know? I mean, nobody knew who I was. And um, I still don't want to talk about politics, but as far as religion goes, I'm just not religious. I mean, I consider myself a deist, I guess. It's the word that is closest to, um, I guess, what I believe. I believe that there's a possibility for a God, but it doesn't particularly bother me whether I know or not. And um, that is you know, my stance on that. And I've never said that online before. And it is, it's crazy to be saying that right now, but I just, it's, that's who I am. And I don't want to be ashamed or hide that anymore. And for the people that listen and care, um, you know, I think that it's important to be honest about it. And, um, there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's what I believe and it's who I am. (laughs) And however, I will be attempting to keep the podcast rather clean. I will swear when I feel like it, but I'm not gonna, not gonna be all over the place with it because, I mean, if I was having a conversation, I think it would be worse. But when it's just me, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe I'm showing out. Who knows? Maybe I want a certain perception filled. Ooh, that was probably an awful noise for everyone, but I moved the mic. Um, anyway, um, getting back to uh, what I was talking about this is ADHD there, um you know, I just, I learned a lot about what I do and don't like. And, um, you know, my therapist said, go on 10 dates and just get out there, just set a goal for 10. And, um, she was like, you don't have to fall in love with anybody. You don't have to make them your next, you know, target for a year long relationship or whatever. Like you can just date and learn from people and enjoy their company. Um, for the time that you're with them, you don't have to, um, love every last moment of the date, but, um, you can learn something from them and appreciate something about them and just practice that. And so that's what I did. I just went out and I went on a bunch of dates, learned about myself, learned about them, learned a bunch of lessons and whatnot. And, um, that was something that I never would have been able to do if I had been in a relationship, you know, that I thought I wanted so badly. I would have missed out on learning so much about myself if, um, that hadn't ended, so, I mean, there's a silver lining to everything, if you, if you really look for it, um, but, um, I did learn that, and it, it feels incredible to have done that, and, um, I feel like I've, I've lived a little bit more, and, um, I never would have gone out, I never would have made my best friend, um, if I had been in that relationship, because I was so, so paranoid all the time, and stressed, like, the only thing I could think about was that relationship, and, um, So I didn't leave time for friends because heaven forbid, a friend wanted to hang out, but I had to leave a time slot open for, you know, my boyfriend. (laughs) Like I couldn't, I couldn't, that's genuinely where I was at. And, um, I became that girl. And I can't do that anymore. Can't I don't have the time. That's not who I am. I want to just be happy and just enjoy another person. I don't want to be stressed and worried all the time. I'm 21 years old. There's no reason for me to be in a stressful, worrisome relationship, you know? So despite all the heartache and the, the grieving period and the depression that ensued, I am forever grateful for that, for all those lessons that I learned and, um you know, so much that I gained from that. I, I can't even put into words. And, um, I just, I had so many experiences that I never would have had. And, you know, now I have an incredible friend and, um, that lives up here and is also a psych major. And, you know, we just, we do everything together and that never would have happened. And, um, cause a boy girl was codependent. <laughs> I was, I was bad, and um, then I I found my independence again, I found who I am, and I really, really lost sight of that in the, in the we of the relationship, and, you know, again, no fault to the other person, we each have our own baggage from previous relationships, and the way we were raised, and all of that good psychology insight, blah, 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 in short, it just didn't work, it's nobody's fault, it just, that's, that's the reality. And uh, we're both better for it, I think. And so now I am uh, going into my final semester, as I mentioned earlier, of my senior year of college. But technically, I'm a junior. I'm a year ahead. So I'm graduating um, this May. And um, either over the summer or this fall, I'll be starting the Masters of Clinical Mental Health um, program at my school And so, um, I'm really, really excited to get started with that. Um, I, like, I have never been more passionate about anything in my life and, um, psychology has just always been my forte, whether it's about, you know, it initially started with like serial killers. Ooh, I thought that was so interesting. And then it was positive reinforcement and, um, now, um, it's, it's therapy, and I really think that that's what I wanna do. That's what I wanted to do when I was younger. And um, if it's not therapy, then I'll probably become a professor and teach uh, learning theory or something of the sort. I mean, it, really anything, I'll take anything <laughs> in psychology. It's, it's just a wonderful field. I, I love everything about it. Every facet interests me. And um, I just, I love studying it. It's, it's incredible and I'm so lucky that I found what I want to do. Um, even if it's not exactly like a job title, it's, it's a realm. (laughs) And that's a lot more than a lot of people my age can say. Um, because despite what they tell you, having everything figured out by 21 is, uh, near impossible. So good luck with that. Um, but yeah, so I'll be going into the masters of clinical mental health in the fall or in the summer. I already got accepted to the program and all that. Um, So just, just that sort of thing. Um, and I've been working with Zoe here and there. It hasn't been on a strict schedule. Um, I kind of took this winter break to just relax and, uh, like take a breather. And, um, yeah, I'm also, exciting news, um, sounds like it happened really fast, but it felt like an eternity this past semester felt like a whole year within itself, Um, but after that relationship ended in August, well, technically it ended in April is when we broke up and then, um, we still were kind of on and off all summer. And then in August, um, we officially were like, okay, no more talking, we're done. (laughs) And, um, so, I mean, it had been over for a while. It just, it really hit me in August and then I went through the grieving period, went on lots of dates, finally hit the acceptance phase. And the same week that I was like, <sighs> I feel better. I was like, I'm ready to let it all go. It feels like it's in the past. It, it's no sweat off my back anymore. I'm not stressed about it. I'm not worrying about it. I'm not obsessing over social media anymore. I don't even really think about it that much anymore. Um, which is, it's weird to talk about it now because like it, it doesn't really cross my mind anymore. Um, which is weird. It's strange how things change so fast, but, um, like it, I I don't know. I've totally lost my train of thought, honestly. (laughs) Um, but it's just, it's, I went through all of the processes and I had so many new experiences and created so many new neural pathways in my brain, you know, new dendrites, um, that I just, like that just seemed irrelevant, you know? And um, so finally, the same week that I was like, okay, I feel good. It felt like the depression had lifted. I was just smiling more, even by myself. I just find myself like, I'm in a good mood, you know? I don't feel weighed down by anything. I just, I'm happy. I like where things are right now. That same week, um, one of my friends was like, hey, I've got this guy. You know, and, um, he's been single for a minute and he's really cute and you should talk to him. And I was like, I'm not really interested in dating anyone. And she told him about me and he was like, "Ah, I don't really, I mean, I'm, you know, not really interested. And then, um, she like sent him my, um, social media or whatever and he DM'd me and then we started talking and then we met and now we're dating (laughs) and, um, have been for about a month. So Um, and it's, it's going really, really well. And if you follow the Jill.Therese Instagram, then you'll know what he looks like. Six foot seven. Yeah, I said seven, dog. Six, one tick mark, seven tick, two tick marks. Um, I don't know how tall that is in centimeters for my far end listeners, um, (laughs) with where, you know, math and numbers make sense. Um, but here it's six foot seven. You can do the math if you'd like. Um, but, um, (laughs) anyway, other than his height, he is one of the most incredible people I think I've ever met. Like just so sweet, so caring down for anything, totally 110% accepting of who I am. And like, I just, I feel like you guys may not have a solid understanding of what I'm really like. Um, because like I said, there's the ADHD factor. I never stop going from when I wake up in the morning. I do not stop talking. I'm very annoying. And, um, I always remember like horse show mornings when we'd have to get up at like 4am. My family was like, Jill, dear God, shut up. And I was like, but there are so many things to say. It's still dark outside. Isn't that crazy? Like, and, um, Anyway, so there's the ADHD. Um, I, I'm not OCD. I don't have, like, full-on, full-blown OCD. But I do have tendencies. I have things that I really like to be a certain way. And I I a lot of this I feel like I get from my dad because he's very much that way. Um, whether you want to call it anal or OCD, whatever, I think most of the disorders like ADHD or OCD or whatever are on a spectrum. It's worse for some people. And I use worse probably isn't the best word, but like it's, it's more intense for some people. And, but it, it really irritates me when, um, it's, uh, you can't even explain it like that. It doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, I really like things to be a certain way. And, um, whether you call it control freak or whatever it is, that is how it is. And it, I'm working on it because I'm learning that it doesn't kill me when things are not the way that I want them to be. Um, but (laughs) I still don't like it. Um, I got the, the old misophonia, you know, repetitive sounds like pencil tapping or squeaking in a car it's just like, I, am just a very sensitive person, not in like, oh, my feelings are hurt, which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but like, that's not who I am necessarily. Um, but I like to sounds and stimuli and I, that's the ADHD part. It's just like, everything catches my attention and it bothers me. And it's just like sensory overload, which is a part of being an introvert as well. It's just, get really overwhelmed and really drained really fast. Um, therapist likes to say that, um, introverts have a certain amount of points throughout the day and, you know, interactions that are, um, exhausting take a lot of your points and you're just drained by the end of the day. And some, some days you have a lot of points left over and some days you don't. And, uh, that's very much the case. And you would think being somebody who's on social media that I would be an extrovert, but most of the people that end up doing this are actually introverts. Um, and because this is the place where we can actually have a voice. Um, but I'm, I'm very good at acting extroverted. But it's, um, it's, it's draining for me. And I think that's the biggest defining factor of being an introvert or an extrovert. Is whether or not you're drained or excited by people. And I get very tired very quickly being around a lot of people. And uh, emotionally tired also. <laughs> and so you know, it's just a lot. But anyway, those are all things that I've learned about myself in the past couple of months. Like it's been, it's been crazy. I feel like I, I haven't seen the matrix, but I, from my understanding, there is a pill that you take and and now you know everything and it's ignorance is bliss. Or do you want to actually know everything and potentially receive information that could be harmful to you? (laughs) Um, and that's what I've done. I feel like I've just opened my eyes to everything that is me and, um, other people and, um, it's, it's scary, and it does, um, isolate me a bit, um, because, uh, most people that I know are not in therapy and doing a lot of self-discovery and, uh, introspection, but, uh, that is what I am doing, because I'm freaking weird, um, but, uh, I enjoy it, that type of thinking, um, it's, it's stimulating, and it makes me happy and excited, so, um, Anyway, that is sort of where we're at. I went through a rough relationship, was depressed, did a lot of work on myself, forcing myself to do things that were really, really uncomfortable for me. And um, I still am still working on a lot of things uh, to get where I want to be, where I have a lot of choices, um, where I have control over my life and um, where I'm okay when things aren't um, as I want them to be. Um, Oh, I was talking about Grant. Um, I totally derailed. I gave you his height and that was it. Um, so sorry. (laughs) Grant is, uh, my boyfriend. Um, he's the six, seven young man. (laughs) He's a basketball player at the university across the street from my university. And, um, he's doing the sports admin business route. Um, And, um, or I think he's like a business finance major. I don't really know. Now I feel like a bad girlfriend, but it's fine. Um, and he's like a month younger than me. So, you know, I'm like a big old cougar here. Um, (laughs) but yeah, he, as I was saying, he's like one of the sweetest will do anything for you people. And, um, it's been really difficult for me because I'm used to a relationship where, that was me and I had to fight for it and um, it was just constant emotional turmoil all the time and now I'm learning how to be in like a healthy one and it's really hard (laughs) because I'm like everything is easy and I can relax and it doesn't cheapen it or anything it's just it doesn't have to be so intense and awful all the time (laughs) and so now I'm learning how to um, you know just receive that affection and um, caring energy that I'm not used to. (laughs) And so now we're doing all that. It's, it's very fun. This is very vulnerable and personal, which are things that I am not fantastic at just yet. Um, but I, I can't say enough good things about him. He is, he's truly just like, he just wants to be a good person. That's it. Like I, I, he's just got the biggest heart out of anybody I think I've ever met and, um, is so respectful and so kind to me, and, um, it's just, it's crazy, the contrast, um, and, you know, I'm sure, um, the, the previous young man has the potential to be the same way, and it's possible that it just wasn't possible with me, you know, like, we just really did not work together, and, um, so, I don't know. I just, I, everything feels so good right now. Um, I have a best friend, and, you know, um, I've got an amazing boyfriend who I'm getting to know more and more every day, and I'm getting closer to every day. And um, life just is sort of falling into place. Um, I'm still busy with college. I'm taking 18 hours a semester, and the thought alone is making me tired. Um, but in order to graduate, I, it must be done. Oh, um, another fun thing. Uh, last semester I failed a class, um, because I got caught cheating because I was up all night studying for a psychopharmacology test and then I cheated on my next test that I had the same day, you know, like 10 minutes after the first one and I didn't have a chance to study. So I decided it would be a good idea to cheat and I got caught and, um, I failed, so that was also another fun thing that I had to deal with, and that was learning experience uh don't uh no academic dishonesty, my friends um it's not good, and it cheapens your experience and Do you want to learn or do you want to grade? That is what I learned um so <laughs> that's a fun fact and not something I'm proud of um but uh now I'm paying for it because I have to take eighteen hours of very boring, stupid classes this year. I have one class that I like, and that's it, and I'm not excited but, um, yeah, so, I mean, there's just, there's so many good things happening right now, and, um, I'm just really excited for life, and, um, do you guys see why I wanted to change the dynamic of the podcast? Because, I don't know, this feels better to me than only talking about positive reinforcement. As much as I love it and as passionate as I am about it, um, it's really difficult, uh, To talk about at great length because I'm not a professional with it and I thought it would be a wonderful idea to do um, the amateur hour version and I think it worked for a while and I think it was really honest and real and a lot of people really enjoyed that Um, you know non-professional angle because um, it feels good to have somebody be stupid with you (laughs) Um, but um, this feels more me and I hope that you guys enjoy it also Um, it feels more authentic and that's what I'm trying to get at in my life is just being authentic all the way around. I just, I want to be happy. I want to be able to be me. I want to work on the things that I'm not super happy with and evolve into who I want to be because the reality is all of us can be anybody we want to be, you know, I mean, inwardly at least, um, you can, you can become whoever you want. Um, and it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. Some things are harder than others. But, um, if you want something or if you want to be something, it's, it's not impossible in most cases. And that's what I've learned. There's a lot of power in yourself. You know, you don't have to succumb to, Oh, this is who I am. I'm stuck forever. Like the hu- human mind humans in general, it just absolutely blow me away. I mean, and so many people, including myself, you know, discredit your own power. And I know I'm sounding woo woo again, but, um, a lot of people just decide that this is who they are. I decided that I was depressed and anxious and then that's what I was. I was depressed and anxious and that was my identity. That is, um, those were the confines that I lived in. You know, I couldn't, um, I couldn't do most things because I decided that I was, um, an anxious person and I, I wasn't capable. And, um, then I decided that I was tired of living like that and that I was going to find a way to, um, either work around or with the anxiety or, um, get rid of it altogether. Uh, whatever came first, that's what I was going to do. And that's what I did. And now I rarely ever struggle with severe anxiety. And, um, Most of that was working through it in therapy and learning how to, um, you know, control it myself and how to, um, become who I want to be. And, um, it's just really empowering to realize what I am capable of. And, um, that is a message that I want to convey to you guys as well. You know, I mean, like, if you're stuck in a rut, um, do something different even if it's totally unrelated just go do something else uh do something you've never done before something you think you can't do and just see how it goes if you absolutely hate it then you know you hate it you know if that's the only thing you learn from it then at least you learn something you know um one of the mottos i choose to live by is it's only a mistake if you don't learn from it um so um i try to use everything as a learning opportunity to analyze where I'm at and what I want and so many different things, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I filled you guys in as much as possible. I hope that this was, um, a decent slash interesting first episode of the Jet Real podcast. And I think we got very real on this podcast. Um, I have said a lot of things that I never thought I would say on the internet and they're not bad things either. It's just, it's me. And, um, yeah, I hope you guys can enjoy and appreciate that and um we'll see where it goes. But be sure to um check in every Tuesday, whether it's posted at eight AM like it's supposed to be or not. Um <laughs> I will be um posting an episode every week and um just kind of dishing about life or horses or whatever I wanna talk about. Um, you guys are more than welcome to um shoot me an email. Um, podcast at com. Give me ideas to talk about. Um, and, uh, or you can send audio messages on Anchor, the app that I create this podcast on. It's Anchor FM. You can record a voice message and send it to me and I can talk about whatever you'd like. Um, but yeah, so I think that that about covers it. Um, if you want to, um, follow the podcast more closely, you can find us at, uh, jet real podcast on Instagram. Um, my personal Instagram is jill.treece. That's J I L L dot or period T R E E C E. And, um, you know, obviously there's the jet Equithery uh, profile, but I'm not particularly active on it at the moment. Um, you can find me there and um, I'm working out how to change my Twitter username um, because some wonderful human took Trees, which is what I wanted to make it. Um, There are no tweets on the account and I don't know um, that I will be able to secure that username. However, um, I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, But currently it's Jet Equitheory, J-E-T-E-Q-U-I-T-H-E-O-R-Y. But yeah, I'm probably going to change it to my name. Um, I'm the worst at branding Because I keep changing everything Because I'm indecisive That's what I get for being a Libra (laughs) When she's an astrology girl (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that Astrology It's like I've never said it before Um, Anyway I am done and I'm going to continue my morning With my kitten in my lap Watching um, probably you on Netflix Um, I'm watching you (laughs) Get it? See what they did there? It's funny Um, but yeah, I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you find us on the social media and keep up with everything. Um, thank you guys so much for being here and continuing to listen, uh, to me, talk about everything and myself and being (laughs) self-absorbed. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you take some time to learn about who you are this week. Do that for me, please. Um, and I will see you guys next Tuesday. Bye.